Hey, welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you for being part of it. My name is Paul. I am one of the pastors here. A few weeks ago, I was going through some stuff in the garage. And, uh, you know, there are just times when you will open something up and it begins to generate all kinds of memories in your head. And for me, this was uh, uh, in a box, in a bag, and there was a frame. It was maybe uh, five by seven. And uh, framed on the inside of this frame were two ribbons that I had won in third grade. Now, moms do that kind of stuff for their third grade kids. When they win ribbons, they bring them home and they put them in a frame. And my mom did that for me. And uh, on a background of yellow and uh, gold felt was a white ribbon and a green ribbon. The white ribbon was an honorable mention. It was for actually for an art project that I had uh, submitted to the school art show and I had received an honorable mention. The green was for third place in a running event that I had participated in. And I was reminded of two things as I, as I stood looking at the frame with those two ribbons. The first thing I was reminded of is I have a great mom, <laughs> a mom that will look at her third grade son and decide to put two ribbons in a frame. The second reminder that I had was actually honorable mention in third place was pretty much how I viewed myself in those days. In those days, I pretty much thought that I was kind of a third place honorable mention kind of a kid. Today, we're going to spend a few minutes talking about really looking at ourselves, our image, our our self-image, uh, our importance, and we're not going to be looking at it through third grade eyes, but actually through God's eyes. Let's take a moment and just pray and commit this time to God. So Lord, I thank you for these moments now, this time that we have, and I pray that you would give me the right words to say. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've ever looked in your Bible and come across the book of Psalms, you're actually looking at a song book. We will call that the Bible's song book. And each song are lyrics to songs, and they are about life. A number of years ago, Stevie Wonder came out with an album called Songs in the Key of Life, and I always love the title of that album because it so much reflected what I think would be a great title for the book of Psalms. They are actually songs about life, in the key of life. In the book of Psalms, you will find anything you'd want about life. If you're happy, there are psalms about that. If you are sad, there are psalms about that. If you are uh, up or down or frustrated or exasperated, there are psalms about that. If you're mad at God, there's even a song about that. And when you're trying to figure out you know, who you are in this world, if you're trying to figure out where you fit. If you're trying to figure out what God thinks of you, there's actually a song for that as well. And that's what Psalm 139 is all about. Now we have the lyrics, and like all of the songs in the Psalms, we, we don't have the music. So um, I just go with Psalm 139 is to Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe, and we'll go from there. But it starts out this way. You've searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit 
when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Now, when I read that, it, it becomes pretty apparent to me that God, God knows you really well. He knows us really, really well, like from the inside out. When he uses the term, you've searched me, it kind of means that God has dug through every single part of our lives. And when you look at all the terms that are used there, he knows when you sit, when you rise, he knows when you're going out and lying down. And that really means God knows at any point in time what we're doing. He knows when you went to bed. He knows how many times you got up in the middle of the night. He knows what you had for breakfast. He knows what you bought when you ran over to Starbucks. He knows the kind of drink you're drinking now. He also says that God knows what you're thinking. It says in verse 2, it says, You perceive my thoughts from afar. Meaning, God knows exactly what you're thinking even right now. In fact, he knows that you're thinking about him knowing what you're thinking. Now, that doesn't mean just what you're thinking about as far as what you're going to do the rest of this afternoon. It means God, who has dug through you, knows. He knows your motives. He knows your wishes. He knows your hopes. He knows all the intentions that you have. God knows everything on the inside of us. And then it also says that God knows what you're going to say. It says, before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, you know it completely. I mean, that means that God knows what's going on in my head. He knows what's going on in my heart. He knows, he knows pretty much everything. Now, the advantage we have today is we have a fuller picture of God's grace and love for us because for some of us when we start thinking about that God knows what I've been thinking about and what I've been doing and even what I've said we can get a little bit uncomfortable with that kind of stuff um, sometimes we think well what I've said what I have thought it isn't that pretty but our fuller picture of God includes a love that he has for us that if you are in Christ all of that has been set aside the Bible says this, there is now, therefore now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, and that would include your thoughts, what you've done, your words. But then this song, it gets, it gets really cool because it says that God made you to be you. It says this, for you, he's speaking to God, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Well, they came out with the ten most beautiful celebrities again. And for the 30th year in a row, I didn't make the list. 
but don't laugh. You didn't make the list either. And what it is, is if you look at the list of people and as you look at their pictures, it is impossibly good-looking people that are blessed with impossible talent and impossibly good skill. And if you're an honorable mention kind of guy or a third-place kind of a person, it kind of makes you go back into time, maybe even into school when there was an in-crowd and there was an out-crowd. There were those that were on the inside, and then there were lots of us that just simply weren't. And you look at the people, pictures of the beautiful people, and you think, who looks like this? You know, how come they, they got, they got the, the DNA jackpot, and some of us need glasses and have poor coordination, so we never made the sports team, or lost our hair at 30 years of age, or school doesn't come easy, or some are dyslexic, or have addictive personalities or social phobias or, or on the autism spectrum or have trouble with concentration. I mean, it seems like there are those people and, and then there's the rest of us. How come? If God knows all these kinds of things, couldn't he have just distributed the talent a little bit better? Verse 15 says this, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And when it uses the term woven, it means purpose, intention. It means that God had a pattern, a plan, for the way that he wove you together. He says, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed body. And absolutely, it's talking about life in the womb. And at that moment of fertilization, right at that second, God was overseeing the process of putting that life together, your life together, my life together, exactly the way he wanted. Knitting it here, placing that there. And not just the body, but the personality and the skills. He put those in the right place. God knew what he was doing. He's talking about your creation, your DNA. Now I can tell you that blue ribbon means first place and a red ribbon is second place, and I didn't get those. I got green. I got green for third place, and I got a white honorable mention ribbon. And I got picked last for stuff because I was small and scrawny and not very coordinated. And for me, maybe for some of you, this is where the whole self-image stuff comes into play. Because about third or fourth grade, you begin to realize that, well, the cards didn't seem to be shuffled really well. Or at least they weren't distributed evenly because you maybe feel like you got shorthanded in some way. And all of a sudden, your self-image begins to form on who you are. I mean, where does self-image come from? Where? Because we begin to compare ourselves with that person there and this person here and those people over there. And all of a sudden, reality hits on where we stand in this social order. And I think what this passage, what this song is telling us is you have to look at the reality of who you are. 
however you add God in that equation. And therefore you have the equation of this. The reality of who you are plus God equals an incredibly good self-image. When you take the reality of your honorable mentions and your third place finishes and you add God to it, all of a sudden your self-image becomes complete and healthy and strong. I just can't get it out of my head that there is anything better than that if you are an, just an honorable mention type person. And I don't want to get too, you know, aww on this one, but you are you and I am me because God needed somebody like each one of us to fulfill his purposes in the world. And he couldn't have done it if I won blue ribbons and got first place with my art projects. And God knew before the foundation of the world, his world would only be complete if you were you. If I were me. And it would only be complete with third place, honorable mention type people. And only then can you begin to sort out who you really are. Once you take stock of the fact that God needed somebody like me. God wanted somebody like me with my size and my shape and my abilities and lack of, my skills, my lack of, my intelligence, my lack of, my personality or lack of, but I fit. I fit. My reality plus God equals a healthy, strong self-image and self-esteem. Because God needed someone who was a bad artist that doesn't run that fast. But he needed someone like me. My life fits and my life works when I find who I am in God. Psalm 139. It's not a bad song. It goes on and says that God is always going to be with you. Always. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God's always going to be with you. Wings of dawn is like the first rays of the sun. If I go as far far to the east as I can when you see the sun rays begin to show. God's there. If I were to go to the far side of the sea, I'm not sure where that is. Let's call it Hawaii. And maybe to do a test case, let's send me there and see. But I guarantee you, God will be there. Why? Because he made me. And he has a vested interest in who I am because he designed me. And finally, it says this. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. That just says this. God is always thinking about you. Always thinking about you. Always. In a sense, you could say, you're always on his mind. You're always on God's mind. He knows your fingerprints and the details of your life and the sound 
of your voice. God knows everything about you. He designed everything about you for his calling and his purpose. It's a pretty cool song, isn't it? You're always on God's mind. I don't know, do we have any other third place honorable mentions around here? Any of you like that? Do I know why God did it that way for my life? I think I have some ideas. I've worked through a lot of things in my head. I think if I were a first place, first prize type of a person, it would have ruined me. It would have made me different. It would not be me that would be up here. It might be somebody else that didn't come from a lower place. Now, some of you were first place and you win the best artist or your MVPs and you have incredible talent to make money. God did that. God did that. Why? Because he needed somebody exactly like you with your skills and your shape, your life and your abilities. And while some of us have to work through the baggage of honorable mention, you have to work through the baggage of first place. And you may have to work through the baggage of good looks and popularity and what that did for you. And you've had to now break that down to realize you're nothing without God. And you had a whole other set of challenges that I never went through. And I have a whole set of challenges that you never did. But we'll arrive at the same place. God, you made me. You created me. You, you formed me. You know me. You have a place for me. And all these things will work when I commit myself to God and say, God, know me fully and use me completely. God did it that way. So this is a time to not just celebrate yourself. It's a good time to celebrate what God did in you, how God made you, and what God is doing within you. Psalm 139 ends this way. Search me, God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What it's saying is, God, you know everything about me, but if it's possible, look closer. Look even closer, if you can, at me. Please do, God. And if you could find how this third place, honorable mention kind of a person can serve you better, can live for you better, can love you better, can be better. Find that out for me, God. Because I want to do that for you. Each month what we do um, here at Mariners is we take what's called the Lord's Supper. Some call it Eucharist, some call it Communion. Um, and it's all summed up in the words that Jesus said to us. Remember. Well, what are we to remember? We remember why we are here. We are here to love God and to be loved by God. He created us to love him back. And when God looked into our hearts and saw all that long list of all the stuff we say and do and are, 
well, there are some parts that just aren't that good. And so now with the fullness of God's plan and love revealed to us, we can see that he made a way for us to be right before him. Jesus came and took on human form, took on a human body. It's symbolized by the bread. Jesus said, this is my body. And Jesus, in human form, took upon himself all our failures, the offenses, the wrong thoughts, the wrong deeds, the wrong stuff that that you and I have done. And quietly and humbly died in our place. And that's why Jesus said, this is my blood. I'm going to invite you right now, if you would, to take the bread and the cup, and as you hold them, Take a moment and just would you bow your head with me, please? And remember a God who loves you. A God who made you, created you, formed you, and shaped you. Remember a God who, yes, he put some challenges there, but they established your character and your strength. It gave you fortitude and patience and endurance. They help you be able to see those that are struggling in a whole different way because you struggled that way as well. Remember, He is that God. He loved you enough to place you in this world to be exactly like you. And that God wants you to be connected deeply with Him. And he did it through his son, Jesus Christ. And so it allows you to take the bread, hold on to it. Jesus said, this is my body. When you take this, remember me. Please, let's take together. And now holding the cup. The Bible says without the shedding of blood there's not forgiveness of sins and God set it up in such a way that sin should be punished. It will be punished. And Jesus said I will take the punishment of humanity upon myself. And he said this is my blood. When you drink it please remember I did that for you. Let's drink together. And now we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Thank you that you call us to yourself. And you call us your children, created and made special by you and for you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.